Reese here, Reese Pie, and welcome to my audio blog. I'm author of the Strong Minds Playbook, available on Amazon Kindle and Apple iBooks. Also creator of the Strong Minds online course, Developing Personal Leadership Mastery, available on my website, reesepie.com. And finally, producer of the Strong Minds series of podcasts, available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor FM, and a few more. Today's audio blog is entitled, How Do You Go From Being a Wannabe to a Top Performer? And it's really aimed at 25 to 35-year-olds who are ambitious to realise their full potential and looking for ways to achieve this, maybe frustrated and not making the progress as fast as they want to, possibly not getting effective mentoring, guidance or advice from the managers or even personal development from their companies, possibly caught between the pressures of senior management and the pressures of managing difficult teams, always a challenge in balance, or simply people that are open-minded and keen to accelerate their rise to fame and fortune the top performers receive. So let's take a look at how do you go from wannabe to a top performer. The fact that you're listening to this audio blog means that you're likely to be either in the 60% of middle-of-the-road performers or even worse, in the bottom 20%. This isn't meant to offend anyone because I've been in the 60% of times myself. So it's not my opinion, but a fact because there are the top 20% of performers and earners and then the rest. And Whether we like it or not, we have to accept that this is a universal truth. The key questions for you are therefore... Do you possess an ambition to be or at least get as close to the top 20% as possible? Are you frustrated that you're not making the progress you're truly capable of and want to realise more of your potential? Is your thinking such that you don't believe it's really possible for you to move higher, faster, easier than your current methods? Or maybe uh, you're asking, would it help to know how to become far more influential in your relationships, whether this be with customers, colleagues, bosses, people you manage, or even loved ones. From personal experience and from leading success, successful teams and businesses with, if I may say, great cultures, I can tell you that improving who you are and where you get to be is not only a possibility, but a guarantee if you're willing to invest in a little time in yourself. I say this because waiting for or expecting others like the companies we work for to invest in us will only leave us as underachievers versus our true capability. The risk is that we remain dissatisfied and unfulfilled. Avoiding this risk of underachievement therefore requires that we develop personal leadership skills so that we can manage the person in the mirror much better. Now, I cover this uh, in detail in my book and online course within what I term as the six-figure success essentials framework. So named because it enabled me to become number one in my field and as a result earn a six-figure salary early in my business career. There are actually seven steps within this framework, but the one step I'm going to share with you today was by far the biggest reason for moving me from wannabe to top performer. It can help you to write your own ticket to career satisfaction and success too. 
As I said, I cover a lot more detail in my book and course. Let me run through one example of how you can invest in yourself to learn easy, learn fast and learn well. My introduction uh, to enterprise level negotiations and deal making was a rude awakening because I entered the arena with bucket loads of self-belief only to find that I was totally unprepared for what was to come, i.e. through my own ignorance. I didn't know what I didn't know. I joined the national sales team of a major publisher as the youngest account manager by far. Quote, all the existing account managers are old men, i.e. they were all in their late 30s, who play golf half the week and sleep in the afternoons. I'll show them how to do it, I said to my boss. And then ouch. And I mean a big ouch. It was a whole new ball game dealing with enterprise level customers compared to small businesses because these were brand name advertisers with complicated decision making processes and difficult to manoeuvre political landscapes. The buyers were tough people to influence because everybody wanted their business and competition was fierce. So during my first year in the role, I learned very quickly that I just wasn't the bee's knees after all, which had a bit of a knock on my confidence and my self-belief, to be honest. But whilst this was the case, I still had a strong desire to be successful and importantly, a willingness to learn. I just needed a way to lift my expertise from virtually nothing if I was going to be credible enough to compete with the peers that I now had respect for, and crucially, win the trust and the business of major clients. These three factors became what I termed the three-step CRT influence process and were instrumental in gaining influence with my future clients, i.e. build credibility, earn respect, and gain people's trust. Anyway, lift my expertise I did, and this enabled me to win distinguished sales achievement awards and even be recognized with a one-off outstanding contribution to business award too, but not without some personal research and study along with some help from my peers. I say this not to brag, but simply to impress upon you that investing in yourself will deliver results far and above what you might believe they would. I didn't expect these kind of results to be honest, and I was astonished by the impact um, because all I wanted to do was to improve myself and not be seen as a failure. The level of success came, therefore, as a bit of a surprise. But invest investing in myself in two ways was deliberate. Let me run through what those two ways were. Firstly, self-education. I invested both my own money, not a lot I should add, and my time in relevant education over and above anything my company was providing, which wasn't much to be frank. This included gaining insights into business from world-renowned thought leaders across a wide range of business matters. By adding such knowledge, I saw my credibility with senior execs increase. Respect be afforded me for the advice I gave, and ultimately, trust was earned in a way that set me apart from my competitors. Obviously, I don't know your preferred learning style, but for me, it had to be quick, easy, and most of all, impactful. I wanted information that would make a meaningful contribution to what I did for a living, and not just 
information for information's sake. So I researched many options and came across some outstanding ways to learn easy, learn fast and learn well. And these were by way of summary books that could be read and digested easily in an evening or a weekend and audio books that I could listen to whilst driving or flying, which I did uh, a lot of those, uh, a lot of uh, in those days. I found the following to be invaluable and I hope you will too. Soundview Executive Book Summaries because these take uh, the best-selling books sorry the best-selling books published each year and condense them into just eight pages typically so there's no filler or fluff just the core messages and this enabled me to read a book a week or 50 in a single year. I also used Harvard Business Reviews because these gave me access to articles not available elsewhere and which were also like complete uh, condensed books into just a few pages, typically 12 pages I found. I've also referred to compressed non-fiction books through portals like getabstract.com because each book summary includes uh, a rating, the top takeaways, a full summary, significant quotes, an author biography and other key points, all of which can be absorbed in less than 10 minutes. In terms of audio, uh, I've used a vast array of providers from direct companies to audio portals like iTunes, SoundCloud and Audible.com in particular because uh, of their extensive catalogue of over 21,000 business books by category, publishing date, length and language. These kind of resources cover just about every industry, sector, geography and job function but they're particularly valuable in terms of understanding the best management and leadership thinking, as well as the trends available today. And they're great because while specific technical knowledge of your environment, your job, your role, your company, your industry is important, these resources are, a, are able to broaden your knowledge and help generate new ways of thinking. Uh, I'm sure that if you're prepared to invest in self-education, you'll find it offers a key to unlock success way beyond what you might think is currently possible. It opens doors and adds to your competence and self-confidence in ways you just wouldn't believe. And once you start to uh, see the results of this small investment in yourself, you'll also find it becomes a never-ending journey of growth and personal achievement. But most of all, it's an enjoyable and rewarding one. So firstly was self-education and now secondly learn from the best so make sure your education is not just academic but is practical in nature and this means learning from the best i.e. those who are already achieving what you love to achieve with this in mind I invested time in my peers shadowing observing asking questions and testing their methods with my style the reason I say that is somebody else's style doesn't always suit your own yeah, so you have to take what's useful, discard what's not, and adapt your own style to make sure it works for you. I'll be honest, I didn't learn masses, but the quality of advice was brilliant from one of my senior peers in particular, who just happened to be the top performer at the time. It was so simple, and yet made such an impact on my results, that I ended up replacing him as the top performer. Sadly, he's now passed away, 
but I'm truly thankful for his advice and support. And I have to give massive credit for much of my success to my, quote, old colleague. I received three pieces of very wise advice from him. Number one, get clients to visit head office because you'd A, be able to impress them with the quality of the systems and processes and B, increase the number of internal contacts that could take pressure off uh, yourself from an admin point of view. And I don't know if you've worked in professional sales at all yourself, but one of the bugbears for anyone in professional sales, and especially enterprise level, is dealing with admin and paperwork and emails and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, he said that when he'd done this, he'd never lost a client, and it helped ensure his customer retention was the highest in the company. And for me, I think this can be a real winner today in high-level sales, in what's becoming a virtual world where people meet less and less face-to-face. -face. His piece of advice number two was take clients to lunch. Not as a gift or a perk, but because when you do this, you're able to get behind their work mask, uncover personal challenges and motivations, and build a stronger, more credible, respectful, and trusting relationship. Working on a, a business intelligence contract not so long ago, I saw this happening a lot um, in the Square Mile, otherwise known as uh, the financial heartbeat of London. His piece of advice number three, was negotiate with your company on behalf of the customer rather than the other way around. Because if you do the best possible deal for the customer, within company guidelines of course, it ends up being the best deal for the company too. This enables the customer to get a better return on their investment, ROI, and they're more likely to stay as a customer, but also increase their spend with you compared to your competition. Being uh, young and a bit naive, otherwise known as ignorance, <laughs> Uh, I'd considered items one and two as frilly, fluffy stuff that were more like schmoozing than being professional and business-like. Once explained to me, though, the light bulb in my head just shone brightly, and these became part of my modus, uh, modus operandi too. As for item three, I'd always considered myself uh, to be a strong negotiator and got the best price I could from customers, but my customer retention wasn't brilliant. In fact, it was pretty average. Until, that is, I applied my colleagues' advice. I'm sure some companies would still balk at the idea of uh, his advice, point number three, uh, negotiate uh, on behalf of your customers. Um, I did too, before understanding what it could do for me personally. But it went wider than just benefiting me personally because it also benefited my company and, of course, my customers. This piece of advice was a surefire win-win-win combination. The, uh, the investment in my own business education through the summary, exec summary books and audio programs added to the three specific pieces of advice from my colleague enabled me to, to break records for customer retention, customer growth and new business generation all in the same year. And this set me on my way to some other satisfying wins elsewhere in my career too. With that in mind, and in summary, I invite you to consider the following points. Number one, accept that your company will only invest in you to the degree that it helps you deliver the results they want. You may be one of the few people where you have a manager that cares about you personally, 
but few companies or managers will invest in you as a person. So you need to invest in yourself. Number two, understand that self-education is a surefire way to increase your competence, your confidence and your success. It can separate you from your peers because if you rely just on what your company offers as training or development, then you'll just be getting what everyone else gets and it won't help you stand out. Number three, try to listen and learn from the top 20% of performers and not those who are average, poor or mere theorists because their advice will just get the same results they are. In the same token, don't just listen to average or poor managers either because 80% fall into this bracket. But seek out advice from the top managers even if it means they compete with yours. Point four, I want you to know that most top performers are decent people. That's how they get to be top performers and they're willing to share. It's a massive compliment to be asked, to be honest, but the ask has to be sincere as these kind of people don't like to have their time wasted. For my part, my quote old colleague was thrilled for me when I took top spot because it wasn't me who'd done it on my own. He played a crucial role in assisting me. And I can tell you, it gave him a glow to know that this was the case. As the old saying goes, you can't lift someone higher without being lifted higher yourself. He did this for me, and I've tried to do this for others ever since. And just as a final point on the subject, if you're afraid to ask, then you have to ask yourself the question, what's the alternative? And consider the answer. To wrap up, I'd say this. Consider this aspect of developing your personal leadership skills as a research project of enormous significance to you. Because that's exactly what it is. A project in self-education that enables self-exploration, self-discovery, self-knowledge, self-understanding, and ultimately, self-fulfillment. I hope you found uh, this audio blog useful. Um, we'd just like to say this, uh, it's just a small section from my Strong Minds Personal Leadership Mastery online program. If it resonates with you and you're interested to know more, you can check out the course curriculum on my website, reesepie.com. And you can also uh, reach out to me directly through my um, contact page on the website if you have any particular questions and I'll be more than happy to uh, try and answer them. That said... I thank you for your time uh, in listening to this audio blog today and I wish you all the best in your quest to go from wannabe to top performer. Thank you.